The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and team. Will Prashad Perryman, Anthony Miller, Jacob Hollister, and Ryan Fitzpatrick win you a fantasy league just like we predicted back in August. Welcome. It's week 16. It's waiver wire time. Yeah. One more. Uh, maybe two more for some of you, but for most of you, one more big night of waiver claims. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. Guys, are we ready to win some leagues? Yes. Uh, we've been ready since we were born, Adam. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Born ready yeah. to win some leagues. Uh, who, who are we pumped up about this week? Uh, Mike Boone. Let's go. If it's Mike Boone. Hopefully it's Mike Boone. Because well, hopefully it's Dalvin Cook. Well, do we want a Dalvin Cook that could potentially leave in the game like he has a couple times lately? Sure. Or do we just want to go right to Mike Boone? Or it could be this amazing. It matchup? could be a Cook, Boone, Madison, uh, Abdullah disaster. Anything with Abdullah is a yeah. disaster. Well, it starts with that situation, right? Because talking to Dr. Chow yesterday, he said it didn't look like a re-injury of that same AC injury that Dalvin Cook had, which he thought was a good sign because, you know, you don't want him to have the same. It is, oddly enough, same shoulder, but a different injury on that shoulder. So he thought maybe it was just more precautionary that they held him out. And they already said Dalvin Cook is looking like he's going to play. So should we use our first waiver claim on a Vikings running back, be it Mike Boone or Alexander Madison, or is this going to be Dalvin Cook playing again? You don't have to. I mean, uh, I, I the way I wrote it, and I'll say the same thing. We, this is not the third time we've gone through this uh, with this scenario with him, and then once with the Raiders, where there's a potential league winner you could pick up off waivers, and if that happens, you're going to have a great starting option on your fantasy roster. And the two previous times, it it didn't work because clearly Cook played, and then last week Josh Jacobs played. But it's just a matter of I think what you're looking for and what you need because the guys behind him, Carry On Johnson, could be great. Could be an absolute steal of a of a scenario to get the Lions starting running back who when we started the season was a second round pick coming back and fresh legs if his knee is fine or he may not play in week 16. You know, there's just no guarantee of him being back there for the Lions. And then the third guy for me is Boston Scott, uh, more PPR than non PPR. And you kind of run the risk in a non PPR league of six, seven points. So it's just a matter of what your your fantasy team looks like going into your championship game. The hope is you don't need any of these guys. Uh, you know, that's that's the obvious answer. But uh, I think like for me, I'd rather still take the chance on the the home run. That's the way I'll always play. And, and you know, win, win or lose the the, the pickup, um, I'm going to put in for Mike Boone first. If all we know right now is Dalvin Cook leaving the game and who knows if they're going to decide to rest him at some point. But if I could add a quick wrinkle to this, let's say I'm playing Jamie in the finals and Jamie's the one seed and I'm the two seed. So I'm ahead of him on the wave order and he has Dalvin Cook on his team and he doesn't have Mike Boone. 
of course my first waiver claim is going to be to get Mike Boone to keep him away from him. So I, I think yeah. Mike Boone should be a priority in that regard as well. So you, this is an example of when you do check your opponent's lineup, who they have and whether or not it matters. If your opponent has weak running backs going into the final or semifinal, make the play for Boone. And, and, and obviously it could be carry on Johnson. And I think you're going to see a lot of waiver lists. You know, um, for me, it's one and one a, because I think carry on could be great. You know, the Broncos, who knows where they're at defensively in terms of how they're approaching things. Uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot over the years. No Derek Wolf. Their run defense has been up and down whenever they haven't had him on the field, and he's done. So last week, I don't know if that's a great example of what their run defense is because they're playing the Chiefs in the snow. But I think that if it's carry on Johnson as the starter for the Lions and Dalvin Cook plays, you obviously want to prioritize carry on. So it's just a matter of, you know, we got some complaints. I got some complaints about um, recommending DeAndre Washington over Raheem Mostert last week. Now, obviously, Mostert didn't have a great game, but it's just the way that I tend to play fantasy and how I will always advise people to play fantasy is to go for the higher ceiling. And so I think in this case, Mike Boone is the higher ceiling. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. Checking your opponent's team is really important, too, as Dave mentioned, because if you there are a lot of teams that don't need Mike Boone, and they wouldn't start Mike Boone even if he were the clear-cut starter. And if that's the case and, and you don't need him, then don't get him. Get Brashad Perryman or Anthony Miller or something like that or a tight end or a quarterback. And I actually, you know, I think those those wide receivers might be in higher demand. I, I'm not I'm just guessing here. No, they, they, have, they probably are. You know, I mean, you have a lot of injuries at that position, yeah. more so than the uncertainty exactly. of Dalvin Cook or what the potential of carry-on could be. I mean, if you could pick up Anthony Miller or Brashad Perryman at this point, they should be the higher priority. Okay, so so let's start with that then. Let's start with our, our overall highest priorities this week, and then, then we'll kind of give a few names at each position, and then we'll go deeper into everything later on in the show. But just, all right, we got Mike Boone, and, and Madison is obviously, like, we don't know what the situation is there. So, you know, you, you've got three running backs, Cook, Madison, and, and Boone. But let, let me ask you this real quick on that. If Cook is out and Madison is out, and the report yesterday was that Cook was, you know, it looked like he was going to play, but it, let's say they're both out. Does that mean Mike Boone gets starters workload or would they kind of change things up, you know, from last week? My my guess is that Boone would get the majority and Amir Abdullah would help him out. Abdullah would play on passing downs. Okay. Mike Mike I mean that's the way they operated right. against Chargers, you know, so it was, you know, pretty obvious passing situations. Abdullah seemed to be in there. Um Boone was the one clearly running between the tackles and he got the goal line opportunities. So I would view Boone as a top 20 running back. Uh, we had a fun conversation on HQ yesterday about this. Heath was like, I, I don't know. I haven't done my rankings yet. I, I don't know where I'm going to put him. And Pete and I were like, Heath, if he's the starter <laughs> for the Vikings, he's the he's a top 20 running At back. At home against the uh, Packers. Yeah. I mean, Maybe higher than top 20. It's, uh, it, it's a great setup for him if he's the guy. That's the reason why I think you shoot for the stars with somebody like this. Whereas carry on. I think it's because that's the comparison we're going to be talking about all throughout the week is if he's the starter, they're in the same range, but you, this Vikings offense has proven that they can run the ball with a ton of success. I mean, you know, looking at Madison and the backup role, obviously what Cook has done to be a star. So I think you saw what the potential for Boone could be, you know, 60 to 80 yards rushing probably and, and the chance to score, you know, maybe multiple touchdowns. Whereas Carrion's on a right, Lions team that's had a hard time running the ball pretty much all year long. Um, they've yeah, actually funny. Done, done, done a better job since, you know, the, the quarterback change, you know, ironically enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they gave Bo Scarborough a pretty big workload. But here's the uh, 
the non PPR fantasy points for carry on Johnson and his six games is, you know, you, in your mind, you may not remember. And, and what I remember was he wasn't very effective running the football, but he still scored uh, five, 14, nine, 13, and 11, nine or more non PPR fantasy points in five of six games. Wasn't big, you know, catching the ball, but if you can get 10 fantasy points, that's flex worthy right there. in non PPR, maybe like 12, 13, in PPR and Denver's run running defense was pretty bad before the Kansas City game. They had allowed, uh, you know, recently five yards per carry or more to Devin Singletary, Melvin Gordon, and Carlos Hyde in three straight weeks before facing the Chiefs. Um, all right, so let's talk about those wide receivers, though. Brashad, I, I will say just, just real, real quick for me. I'm prefer? sorry. If if both yeah. guys are are starting, Boone and Carryon, I'm still taking Boone over Carryon. Yep, me too. No, makes sense. Absolutely. Now, who do you prefer, Boone or sorry, Miller or Perryman? That's a tough question. Miller, Perryman. See, it's tough. Everybody, mm-hmm. go ahead, make your case real quick. They're both great. I'd love to have them both, and maybe you give a slight lean to Miller and full PPR. But I'm I'm looking at a receiver in Perryman who's played lights out the last three weeks. His catch rate's been above seventy percent. He's the number one receiver going up against a Texans defense that's allowed a hundred yards and a touchdown to a pass catcher each of the last three games. He's gonna get big volume. Bucks can't run the football. Brashad Perryman's gonna get deep targets. He's caught seven of nine deep targets in his last three games. He's been awesome. And the Bucks don't have a choice. They've they're gonna ride this kid. They're gonna continue to see what he can do and see just how much he's developed. And I'm I'm sticking with him if I've got him. He's a top twenty receiver for me this week. Uh, I agree. I just think Miller is in a better spot because you've seen the production from him over a four game sample size where he's been better than Perryman in two of the last three weeks, and his targets are going to be higher because they have been higher. I mean, you're talking about a guy that in three of his last four, four of his last five games, nine or more targets. So Perryman, I think, is still going to see his six to eight targets. I don't think we're going to see a dramatic spike because you will see Justin Watson more involved. You'll see the tight ends involved for Tampa Bay. I think Miller right now is locked into this role of he's the go-to guy for Mitchell Trubisky right now in a matchup that's almost similar. You know, you see these two secondaries, how they've played recently. They've given up really production to one guy over the course of the last six or seven weeks. Now, these are both offenses that I think Tampa Bay, just by volume, Chicago, based on the two guys of Robinson and Miller, those guys will get their numbers. But I just think Miller's a little bit safer right now based on what we've seen and how Trubisky's using him. Yeah, so I think that be, their ownership levels are still pretty low, so it looks like they're available in a lot of leagues, but it's quite possible that Miller and Perryman were hot pickups last week, and they're already owned in your league. So we will, of course, talk about more wide receivers, like maybe A.J. Green's available. Uh, Danny Amendola had 13 targets. That's eight or more targets in three straight games. He's at Denver this week. Greg Ward is very yes. interesting, and even Nelson Aguilar, if he comes back, those guys are pretty interesting. Uh, Deontay Johnson maybe could benefit from Mason Rudolph coming back. Mason Rudolph and Deontay Johnson, there were five games in which both players started and finished the game. And Deontay Johnson in those games, he had 52, 77, 84, 3, and 64 yards with a touchdown in three of those five games. He was better than James Washington most of the time uh, with Mason Rudolph. So we'll get into that. Jaguars wide receiver, maybe you can take a shot on. And then hopefully you can find a guy like Terry McLaurin who could be amazing this week against the Giants or Mike Williams facing a team that gives up the most 40-plus yard pass plays in the NFL. He's facing the Raiders. That's Mike Williams. So we'll get into that. Um, Boston Scott was mentioned. Patrick Laird is going to be very interesting this week. If he gets those 15 carries against the Bengals, you know what happens when you get 15 carries against the Bengals. The worst 
in the last two years was last week. Sony Michelle, and he had 89 yards. Well, he had, I think, 18 carries. He had over 100 uh, so total. a lot of names to throw out. Yeah, he had over 100 total yards. That's right. Bengals run defense so bad. So a lot of names to throw out at you. Uh, those are the overall top priorities. Let's just give some more names now, guys. Give me their t- your top three at each position. Jamie, quarterback this week. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's been pretty successful uh, in the last month when he's had Devontae Parker on the field, so I think that will continue. Um, hopefully Parker's not going to get hurt between now and Sunday. Um, it's another one of Fitzpatrick's 100 revenge games. Um, <laughs> Minshew, I think, just against the Falcons. Uh, he's been he's been better on the road than he has been at home. Uh, Dalton, because it's the Dolphins, and maybe with, uh, with the return of A.J. Green. So those will be my three quarterbacks. I'm with you on Fitzpatrick. Okay, does... I think it makes well, sense. For Dave, him to hold be on. Let me guy. let me ask you this: Does it bother you? Because I, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. I confess, but does it bother you that the last four quarterbacks against the Bengals have been pretty bad? Pittsburgh quarterbacks: Sam Darnold was awful. Baker Mayfield was awful. Tom Brady, 17 fantasy points. Does that bother you going into this game? Not really, because I think game script for the Dolphins is pretty much the same no matter who they play. And uh, your excitement about Patrick Laird isn't felt over here. I'm not that excited to start Patrick Laird at all. It's inquisitive excitement. It's not like absolute excitement. Yeah, it's week 16. I'm I'm not ready for inquisitiveness in my fantasy lineup unless I'm absolutely desperate. But that being said, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't exactly... uh, Yeah, I know. He's not exactly rock solid, but he'll throw a lot. Parker's making incredible plays. And I think this could actually be a back-and-forth game between the Bengals and the Dolphins. There's not going to be a ton of defense here. And if there is, yeah, maybe it will be on the Bengals' side. But Fitzpatrick just continues to gun it. So I, I see him as a good, the best streamer. I'll have Dalton second behind okay. Fitzpatrick. Both of those two at the top. All right, the running backs, Mike Boone or Alexander Madison, on Johnson, and then Jamie mentioned Boston Scott. I'm assuming only in PPR. I mean, he's obviously better in PPR, but, you know, if you're desperate. Yeah. And we don't know that Carrion Johnson's coming back, so <laughs> West It Hills. seems as if he is. You know, he, he said he has no setback. Okay. The Lions have been using him in practice a little bit. So, you know, it's it, like if you're looking at it from the standpoint of he wants to play, you let him play. If I'm the Lions, I'm like, no. Yeah. I mean, it begs the question, why? <laughs> right. Because you're you're talking about a guy that's, hasn't been able to play significant stretches of the last two seasons. His rookie year, he finished on IR. He missed eight games this year going on IR. So what's the point of, you know, doing further damage to a guy just to play in two games? You know, so I I would personally hold him out, but I I can understand him wanting to be out there. And if the Lions feel like he's okay, they'll play him. Yeah. And Patrick Laird could be someone that you're looking at in maybe a deeper league or I, I I don't know. I, I don't like that. He was benched. It seemed or, I don't know. It was a, they kind went of a to Gaskin a little the bit. They, yeah. they went to Gaskin, and Gaskin did all right. I don't like that, but like I wonder if, if Gaskin I, if you could should guarantee be on this list. me. Yes, but not in the top five. No, I put the Dolphins guys together. Okay, so he's sixth. He's there. You just can't see him okay. on the screen. And and as you see, Gas uh, Laird, like Adam said, he's fifty five percent on most people that are playing at this point. Have either picked him up or he's sitting on somebody's mm-hmm. roster that are in the playoffs because we've been talking right. about him for the last month. Right. Wide receiver is Perryman and Miller in some order at the top. And uh, oh, by the way, Adrian Peterson is 75% owned and he gets the Giants who like, I keep saying they've been pretty good against the run. But if he's, you know, he's probably going to get 15 to 20 carries. It's a so, pretty, pretty safe track him. record with him. He's gotten seven games this season with 13 or more carries and six of them. He's gotten 11 or more PPR points. 
There you go. And you, you he'll get you usually, I don't know, 20 receiving yards or something like that. So it's not all the rushing. Uh, wide receiver. Okay, so Miller, Perryman, who's next if, if you can't get those guys? I mean, I think it's kind of format specific. Uh, Conley, as you saw, they, they sort of divided the targets evenly among the Jaguars receivers, and it's a good matchup against Atlanta. So, you know, as long as DJ Chark is out, but that's something that's a little bit of an uncertainty right now because he was running around on Monday. So there's a chance that maybe he returns. I doubt it. But, um, you know, Conley did score the two touchdowns from Minshew. And as we've seen, you know, they've sort of been back and forth with Westbrook and, and Conley. But it's hard to overlook what Amadola has been the last three games. Um, with eight or more targets. And then you said the first game without Marvin Jones, it's a matchup where most likely Chris Harris will follow Kenny Galladay. Um, we've seen the second receiver against Denver have success a lot of times this season. So I think Amendola has gotten the uh, attention of David Blau and, and it was successful last week. I wouldn't be surprised if it's successful again. Are you going to start Amendola over Kenny Galladay? I am in PPR. I, I get that. It's hard to do, though, man. Really hard to he's, do. Because we know, Amendola, we know that one week he could have this 100-yard game and eight catches, and then the next week it's three for 40. It's been like that with Galladay since Stafford's been out, too. He's had two good games. and then Well, he scored you know, twice. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm really excited about either. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I think you look at it, the targets uh, in the last three games have been so heavily in favor of Amendola. And so I thought last week without... Without Marvin Jones there and, um, you know, factoring in, which helps Amendola, uh, TJ Hawkinson being out for the last two games against Tampa Bay, that Galladay would have a monster game and the targets didn't change. You know, it's, mm-hmm. he's just getting the ball out quick and it's, you know, you get the, some of the shot plays to, to Galladay like we saw, you know, Thanksgiving, for example, but it's just not the same. You know, he's just not getting the same attention. And if Chris Harris is going to follow him, which that's kind of been what the Broncos have done, uh, I don't think he's going to have the Tyree kill game in the snow. Uh, you know, Galladay could obviously, you know, out out physical Chris Harris because he's just such a bigger guy. But I, I think at this point, you know, with David Blau, with what we've seen from Galladay, I'll take my chance with Amendola and PPR just with the hope that those targets convert to catches. I'll give you a quick wrinkle on that. If Carrion comes back, does that hurt Amendola? No, because, I mean, they've used McKissick in the passing game. so Right, and then he got hurt last week. Yeah, but that, uh, that, I think that helped contribute, I, the fact they couldn't run. I think, like, I think it all added up for Amendola. Yeah. I almost want things to stay the same in, in Detroit so that Amendola can hit the potential Fair that point. you're talking about. Okay, um, and, you know, I'm looking at one of my waiver wires right now in a 12-team league with you know, industry people, so it's, you know, it's not like bad Oh, is this a humble brag? And, oh, look at me. I made the waiver wire. I made the uh, finals with industry I, people. Well, look at my, my wide receivers in this league are Kenny Galladay and T.Y. Hilton. So I need the waiver so wire. Perryman is going to be my first priority. No, I'm in, I'm in the finals. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, top two seeds are in the finals in this league. This was our unbelievably competitive 12-team June draft league. Perryman's there, but Jamison Crowder's there. Uh, Cole Beasley, uh, Danny Amendola, Chris Conley. There will be some options here. By the way, I also wanted to mention for Brashad Perryman, uh, an injury I didn't talk about on Sunday, but I did on Monday. Scott Miller, Scotty Miller, getting an MRI on his hamstring. So that's that's another wide receiver down, and maybe even more targets for Brashad Perryman. All right, uh, let's see. Tight ends, who are the ones we're prioritizing this week? And let's start with this. Do you trust... Tyler Higby at San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Next question. Well, Jared <laughs> Goff's got the thumb. Jared Goff's got the bruised thumb. So, you know, 
But okay, fair enough. Who are the other tight ends that we've been looking at uh, if you see them on your waiver wire? Yeah, I went back and forth with Hollister and OJ Howard, just, you know, what the option could be for Howard now that there's another receiver down, but it's Hollister against the Cardinals. And so, you know, you saw it again manifest itself with, uh, with what happened against the Browns with the revenge game for Ricky Seals Jones. Um, the Seahawks in the first meeting, Will Disley had seven for 56 and a touchdown on eight targets. I think without Josh Gordon there, there'll be some more playing time and some additional targets as well now that Gordon's unfortunately suspended. So uh, I just like the option for Hollister. He was a little dinged up in the game last week, so just keep an eye on that. But um, uh, at this point, with no clear-cut guy, uh, and, and you can make a strong argument for Howard because I do think he's going to benefit with another receiver down. But I, I think Hollister matchup, uh, I'll, I'll take my chances there. I'm surprised John o. Smith isn't higher on the list for you. He's, you know, he had the the big run last week against the Texans, mm-hmm. and you know, targets have been so up and down for him. Uh, Ferkser is obviously still in some production of the tight end spot, so he's he's a fine, you know, punt play if you're looking at it. But I just don't like the consistency. What an interesting game, Tennessee and New Orleans. Tell me to about me. it. Yep, uh, so interesting, and I, I think especially, you know, Tannehill is. Where are you ranking Tannehill this week? And that's an important question because for the people who have been starting Ryan Tannehill, should they still start Ryan Tannehill? Because I, looking at the stats, I really think the Saints have a good, good pass defense. And they're adding Janoris Jenkins. So, you know, where are you ranking Tannehill this week? This week? I'm, I'm assuming he'll play, but we don't know exactly what his role will be. He's still a top 10 guy for me. I'm not getting away from Tannehill. I've got him eighth. Okay. Makes if it was in New Orleans, different story. But the fact that they're at home and this is their, you know, season. Have to win. So how about DSTs? Not not bad options this week. Who are your favorites? I like the Chargers. I think the Raiders are just a, a disaster. So they would be my first one that I'd look at. Um, I think the Chiefs are still in play. You know, even with Trubisky playing better, um, you know their defense has turned the corner. And then I'll take my chances with the Colts against Will Greer making his first start. Um, you know, I I, I clearly was <laughs> like I'm sure most people disappointed in the Colts across the board, but that was you know in New Orleans in a primetime game with Breeze chasing records. So I think their defense will bounce back next week. Uh, they've actually they've scored in our standard scoring league double digit fantasy points the Colts in like eight of their last ten games. It, I was actually pretty surprised. So yes, you can completely forget about last night's game. Forget uh, about it. Been and pretty solid. They have been two of the last three games. The defense playing against the Panthers have put up at least fifteen points. That's Different a, quarterback though. So that's gonna be better. Typical league. Well, but yeah, it'd be worse. It could be worse. Will Greer is a gunslinger. So he's either going to sure. be really, really good or really, really Phillip Rivers. And if you want an example of that, they were facing a gunslinger two games ago with Jameis, and they had two pick sixes. Would you prefer Dallas Goddard over Jacob Hollister or O.J. Howard? You can. I, I mean, you know, with, with the receiving core being what it is, uh, his, his role is clearly solidified. Uh, Ten or more PPR points. Would I think you? No, I like the other two guys better. I would okay. take Hollister. I, I would take Hollister at the top of that list in non PPR, PPR two, and kickers to consider: Young Way Koo, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn, Chase McLaughlin. You got to look at weather for the kicking game, and you don't have to make the decision on Tuesday night. But uh, try to get someone in a dome or in beautiful sunny weather. And again, and Greg, it's something you can do later on in the week. Greg Zerline's hurt too. Right. Tough matchup, also. Greg, yes, he is. Uh, here's an email of the day from Marty. When do we get Dave's good luck pickup? <laughs> uh, I I'm not going to pick up the good luck pickup until later in the week. Why don't we Why don't we announce it on Friday? 
Okay. On Friday? Okay. On Friday, we'll remind do it. me. It'll be a real wildcat. <laughs> a real wildcat. Who could it be? Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, whoever it is, uh, you know, they need to know, and you need to know, about ZipRecruiter. Okay, great sponsor, great, great website. And hiring can be a slow process, okay? But Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. Now, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. And Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter. He said he was very impressed with how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So listen, if you if you need to hire... You need to get on ZipRecruiter. It's just so efficient. It's effective for businesses of all sizes. You can try it for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Do you still trust this week, given injuries and whatnot, Jameis Winston against Houston? Yes. (laughs) Carolina wide receivers at Indianapolis. Just DJ Moore. Ah, uh, I kind of like Curtis Samuel too, though. It, I I would like them both if if it were Kyle Allen under center. There's a bit of a reevaluation going with with Greer, but I think they're good, and I think we know what they are. I think Samuel works as a flex this week. T. Y. Hilton against Carolina. He also works as a flex, but I think I'm actually more into Samuel. Yeah, I'd play Hilton over Samuel, but uh, don't love either one. But you'd play Perryman and and Miller. Yes. Would, would you play Amendola over T. Y. Hilton? Yes, in PPR. PPR. A- sure. Asking for a friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Julian Edelman against Buffalo. It's risky now. I mean, I I think if he practices in some limited capacity and he's out there, you you got to trust it. But the fact that he's playing with uh, this knee condition is a little concerning. You know, I I'd, I'd take a look at Mohamed Sanu or maybe Nikhil Harry if you're uh, in a deeper league just with the chance of if they do decide to sit Edelman for any reason. Jacoby. Well, I mean, Sanu, That's where S- we go. Sanu would be the one that would fill in most likely with the targets because he led the team in targets last week. I, yeah, okay, it's true. It's true. But I think Jacoby's their next best receiver. And Edelman actually had a pretty bad game against the Bills. Four catches for 30 yards on seven targets. Yeah, not as bad uh, as it was against the trust- Bengals. No, not quite. But do you, but he's banged up. I mean, it's it, you know, it's been said. Uh the Rams wide receivers with this Jared Goff news and they're at San Francisco. I still start Woods. Um you know, I know last week was disappointing, but the targets were still there for him. Uh Cup is more of a borderline starter. Well, let's run through the news and notes. See if we missed anything. Can we walk? Dalvin Cook. Yeah. All right, Dalvin Cook, a little stroll through the news and notes. Hey, Jared Goff's over there with that bruised thumb. Hey, Jared. Jared Goff, Goff, Dak Prescott, part of me, has a finger injury, but doesn't seem to be a big deal. Daniel Jones could play this week at Washington. The Steelers might go back to Mason Rudolph. They're at the Jets. Uh, Chris Godwin, likely out. We know that. And Scotty Miller with the hamstring injury. Carrion Johnson could return. Julian Edelman. Odell Beckham plans to play. 
If you want to start him, have fun. He's at, he's facing Baltimore this week. AJ Green may return this week. Come on, AJ Green, make things complicated. Give us something to talk about. Uh, DJ Chark may play this week. He was cleared to do some running. Doctor Chow does not think DJ Chark will play this week. Carolina's starting Will Greer at quarterback. Greg Olson's out of the concussion protocol, so he's another guy you might want to pick up. Colts a little up and down against tight ends. Gave up a touchdown to Josh Hill yesterday. The Saints claim Janoris Jenkins. Hunter Renfro is expected to play. That's interesting. He's at the Chargers this week. Does he make your waiver wire list in PPR leagues? No. Hunter Renfro. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Josh Gordon suspended indefinitely. Kansas City claims defensive end Terrell Suggs. Rams cornerback Troy Hill broke his thumb, but he actually might be able to play with uh, with a cast. Greg Zerline has a quad strain. Kansas City, Kansas City defensive end Alex Okafor tore his pec. They've really suffered a lot on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the Bears' offense in this matchup Sunday night at home against the Chiefs? I think they're going to end up having to throw in the game, which is why Miller's still top 20 type of a receiver and you know what to do with Allen Robinson. And it, it makes Trubisky an interesting streaming option again. I don't like the run game. Don't want to trust the run. I, I think you're going to get similar performance that you got against the Packers where Trubisky will have his yards. He probably won't have multiple touchdowns. Uh, and even if he does, I don't think he'll have a monster game. I, I, I don't love Trubisky, but I still love the receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to choose between Trubisky and Dalton in a league. How did I make the playoffs? I don't know, <laughs> but I did. Uh, De- De- Detroit defensive tackle Mike Daniels is on IR. Seattle linebacker Bobby Wagner doesn't seem to have a serious ankle injury, but safety Quandre Diggs does. And a quick update on the podcast league, and I just want to say, Dave, what happened to you last night was really unfortunate. Uh, bad beat for you, and I- you got to hate when you and your opponent just obliterate the other two teams that were playing in the semifinal. Like, here are the scores in the podcast league last night. In one of the two matchups, good from 43, won 144 to 82 against, I think, the number one seed. Dan Murata just laid an egg. Uh, But then the other matchup was Heath versus Dave. Heath wins 195 to 193 he needed 28 points from michael thomas to tie he got 30 at what point on the opening drive did you know that michael thomas was going to beat you it was the touchdown that that he scored that's when i knew and i started texting heath i said good game you got it and then i keep kept sending those you know the 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 congratulatory texts to try and reverse kibosh the whole (laughs) thing and uh, right, but, yeah, right, that wasn't yeah. happening. Michael Thomas wasn't having having anything of like that. And there was nothing I could have done. I started the best possible lineup I could have. I got real fortunate. I got, you know, huge game from Saquon and Chris Carson, Anthony Miller. I started Mostert. Uh, honestly, my my best bench player had eight fantasy points. There's no regrettable decision that I could have made. Just ran into Michael Thomas and Lamar Jackson. I ran into those guys in two leagues. And that's why I'm only in three finals. Mm, wow. Looking at overall scores in PPR, Lamar Jackson leads the way. Six point per passing touchdown PPR. 437 points for Lamar Jackson. Christian McCaffrey has 403. This is non-decimal scoring. Then it's Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. So four of your top five are quarterbacks. Number six is a tie, Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas. And they're 40 points ahead of the next best players in uh, in the six-point-per-passing touchdown PPR format. So Michael Thomas, second-best non-quarterback behind Christian McCaffrey. Uh, just a quick note to all of our listeners. Please stop using bench points as a tiebreaker. It's bad. It's dumb. Don't do it. It's unfair. 
Uh, quick stat of the day that I heard on Colin Coward's show yesterday. This was so crazy. It's not relevant for today's show, but I'm going to say it anyway. Aaron Rodgers, really good in the first quarter, but in his last six games, quarters two through four, he is completing 57% of his passes. He has an 81 passer rating, and he has four touchdowns in 18 quarters. That's the third, second, third, and fourth quarter in his last six games. Very, very interesting. Yep. The scripting plays well. Go ahead, Jamie. And then, and then it's not adjusting. It, it's it's uh, it's a credit to their team that they're as successful as they are because usually teams that don't adjust like this don't have as much success. So let's take a look at the Saints and the uh, Colts, 34-7. to Drew Brees, primetime at home, pretty predictable. By the way, uh, Lamar Jackson, primetime, that's the new thing. He's going to score five touchdowns every time, whatever. But the Drew Brees is amazing in this spot. Yeah, he's the new breeze. And anything else to say about this game, guys? Uh, this probably won't matter anymore, but Traquan Smith has scored a touchdown in four or five home games with Drew Brees this year. What were you laughing at, Dave? I'm, you're just ready to be done with this game as soon as we get into it. It was just funny to me. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about Kamara. Well, well I, I was actually going to talk about Marlon Mack, but sure, let's talk about Kamara and how... In a game that the Saints are so successful, he's just not putting up huge numbers. I think he continues to be viewed as a number two fantasy running back. Certainly in non-PPR, maybe closer to top 12 in PPR. But it's it's been frustrating. But if you've made it this far with Kamara, you'd have to have really good options to put him down. It's the, the FOMO factor with him. The last thing you want to do is put him on your bench, and that's the week he goes nuts. So, yeah, Imagine if you had done that with Saquon Barkley this you, week. Right. You're starting him by default every week. Right. You're not going to start Mike Boone over him. Right? Uh, let's say everyone's out. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it, it, it makes I sense. I think I might with Matt. I think I might with Madison. Like if Cook were out and Madison were playing, I, I think. If there's you know, one guy, trust if, there's, much. if there's one guy in that backfield for Minnesota, he's going over Kamara in my lineup. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, the problem is it's a Monday night game, too. So, you know, we could have the scenario of Madison could play, Cook, Cook could, could play, play, you know, so. I liked that Kamara was, for the second straight week, getting the ball inside the five-yard line. Just wasn't able to get in. But yeah, if obviously I were, it was frustrating. And then, yeah. If I were Sean Payton, I would send him to an allergist. He's allergic to the end zone? He is. Very much allergic to the end zone. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, you ever had those, like, those patches on your back? Like, like, a, like a hundred of them to test for uh, allergies? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, it's so weird. Sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, it's the it's what about the, the worst. What about the uh, what about the Colts in this game? Bad, 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 bad. Oh, Everyone go right bad. back to Marlon Mack. Go right I back agree. to Marlon Mack this week. He might be the start of the week. But it's the second time in like a month where the Colts have had just a, a ridiculously terrible game plan on the road. Like against Houston, they were doing things that we didn't expect them to do. In this game, why didn't they try running the ball even more? And how could their offensive line not take advantage? I mean, Marlon I Mack was getting just, stuffed in the backfield. It was. I it think was it's just so a matter pathetic. of the the, the 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 first drive and was uh, oh oh we got to score <laughs> and, and they couldn't score. Aye. I wish I could come away from this with a with a better opinion about the Saints' run defense. I didn't think it was going to be good. It was exceptional. 
mm-hmm. and they'll be tested by Derrick Henry. Like it's the good thing is you don't have to wonder do I start Derrick Henry? Of course you start Derrick Henry, but yeah, in your mind you're wondering is Derrick Henry going to have 150 yards and a touchdown or is he going to have 85 yards? You know, so I don't know what kind of matchup it is. I I suspect they're still going to be a little vulnerable against the run. They just didn't. They just weren't in this particular game. So uh, that is uh, that is the Colts and the Saints, and it was a blowout. And congratulations to Drew Brees. Not only did he set the record, but he had the highest completion percentage in a game ever, and one of his best games, and one of the best games we've probably ever seen from a quarterback. The so, incompletion was good. so he's, he's was awesome. was so. Uh, I don't say bad, but it, it was such an easy throw. Uh, do you, Do you know which one it was? Who he missed? I don't even remember it. It, it was like an overthrow on an out route or something? No, it was a dump off pass to yeah. Latavius Murray. He missed him. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Cost him the perfect game. Huh? He sucks. So, listen, you <laughs> SeatGeek, when you want to go see the Saints or whomever in the playoffs, or, you know, SeatGeek is the best. All right. The playoffs are coming up. Maybe you want to go to an NBA game. Maybe you want to go to a concert. Maybe you heard the great news that the Chili Peppers got John Frusciante back and you're already checking concert tour dates. So use SeatGeek when you want to go to any type of event because every purchase is fully guaranteed. If you're a little skeptical about buying online, you shouldn't be. SeatGeek's great. The customer service is great. The customer experience is great. Over 50,000 five-star reviews uh, for the SeatGeek app. And you can save 10 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code FFT. You know I use SeatGeek whenever I'm going to a game. It's just so much easier. They bring in tickets from all over the web, and you get better prices. I've compared prices on SeatGeek to other sites they're lower. It's just, it's remarkable. You have to use SeatGeek, and you have to use the promo code FFT. So next time you're going somewhere, game, concert, comedy theater, whatever it is, you want guaranteed tickets, you want the best prices, you want an easy way to find good deals, use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. That's promo code FFT for 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. So let's get back into the waiver wire now with the quarterbacks. And Ryan Tannehill, if he's available, he's a top 10 quarterback for Dave and Jamie. So pick him up and start him. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be number one. For Jamie, it goes Fitzpatrick against the Bengals, then Gardner Minshew facing Atlanta, and then Andy Dalton in that same matchup with Fitzpatrick you know, at Miami. And for Dave, I know you have Dalton too. Do you go Fitzpatrick, Dalton, Minshew? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm as on board with Minshew as, as the fellas have been or will continue to be. If Trubisky's still out there, I like him. I like Drew Locke against Detroit in that terrible defense. I'll take him ahead of, of uh, Minshew as well. Drew Locke, wow. Drew Locke. That would be quite a gamble. Yeah, well, well if, you, if, so, if, if you're really struggling at quarterback and you somehow made it to this point and you can't get your hands on Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton or Gardner Minshew or any, well, I would take Locke over Minshew. Like, of course it's a real gamble, but you've been gambling all along if that's your situation. It, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so all right, let's talk about these guys here. Fitzpatrick, I mentioned that the last four quarterbacks against the Bengals have really struggled. Uh, most of them haven't thrown a lot of passes. Dave appropriately pointed out that the the Dolphins' game plan is the same no matter what. They throw a lot, and he's been so good uh, with Devontae Parker. Now, for Dalton, only two quarterbacks all year have not scored 20 fantasy points against the Dolphins. Uh, maybe three. Three now with Manning being the third. Uh, so that's a great matchup. Minshew... You know, the Falcons' defense, I can't really figure out. I don't get it. In their last seven games, only one quarterback has scored 
more than 20 fantasy points or 20 or more, and that's Jameis Winston. Who didn't? Drew Brees twice, Russell Wilson, Kyle Allen twice, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So is this a good matchup for Gardner Minshew? I think it's good enough, uh, you know, what we've seen from him on the road. I think both these guys, Dalton and, and Minshew, kind of live in that 20 to 22-point range. I don't think they're going to have a monster performance. Uh, I'll change my tune on Dalton, obviously, if A.J. Green plays. But, um, you know, you look at what he's been doing, really, in almost every road game this year. He's averaging 21 points per game on the road. He's been better away from Jacksonville. So I, I just think this Falcons defense is, is beatable. I think he's going to have success because... You know, they get away from their run game. Uh, that's kind of a, a DiFilippo thing. Um, I don't think they're going to see them run all over the Falcons because Fournette just hasn't been doing that. So I think they're chasing points. I think the Falcons offense will come to play. So I, I, I don't mind Mitch this week. Is, do you have him ranked the way you have him ranked, assuming Chark plays? Or do you have No, I haven't ranked without Chark. If play. Chark was playing, I'd probably like him a little, a little bit more. Yeah, it's harder to get away from him if Chark's there. But... I still don't see. I, I think Atlanta's defense will play hard, and as they just good lost they McKinley can. too, so that's a big blow to the pass rush. Yeah, but their pass rush wasn't great to begin with, anyway. Well, that's why they had success against Brees the, and and the Panthers game the first time. Sure, he wasn't very good though this season. Tack McKinley, no, but he's no. good enough. I mean, I no, I don't. He, Look, he you, you never want to lose a starting. The best way to end. put it is he had flashes in that first game against New Orleans. He he and Vic Beasley looked great. I think it was Beasley. Mm-hmm. So other guys uh, we could consider. How do you feel about the starter for the Giants, be it Manning or Daniel Jones at Washington? Uh, they're in that Drew Locke range. I like him better than Trubisky. I like uh, the Giants starter what? better than Trubisky. Uh, 15, 16, 18. I'll take Minshew. When you say 15, oh, yeah, 16, I take 18, Minshew. you're talking about where you're where you're ranking them, not how many points they're going to score, right? <laughs> well, no, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, it I, could I, be. Right? I'm not excited about Eli or Jones. I'd rather I, – I can rattle off five names of quarterbacks I'd rather have. One of those names would be Dwayne I mean, Haskins, five, by the way. They, the Redskins give up some huge games to quarterbacks. Sam Darnold had 33 points. Kyle Allen had 27. Carson Wentz had 26 so there's yeah, there's I think upside Gi- there. Giant starter will be yeah, giant starter will be good this week. Whoever that giant starter is, I would prefer Eli to Mitchell Daniel Trubisky. Jones for the record. I wouldn't Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, not really feeling it. Last four quarterbacks against the Chiefs. Rivers had 14 points. Carr had 10. Brady had 12. Locke had six fantasy points. All of them had a 71.8 passer rating or worse. So they appear to have gotten better. I'm a little skeptical of them. On the road, Trubisky, thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be a, a, an ugly game for the Bears offense. I think it's going to be a game where Trubisky gets his yards relatively, not to the same extent that he had last week because that was a, a season high for him. But I think he could be around 280. I think both receivers will play well, but it's a matter of will they get multiple touchdowns from those two guys. I, I just don't see the Chiefs defense giving up a big game to Trubisky because he just hasn't been consistent when he's faced tougher matchups. And I bet he... What we've seen from him is good against the Lions, good against the Giants, good against the... Who's the other bad one you facing there? He struggled against the Rams. Played the Lions, Lions twice. twice. Lions yeah. twice. And then the Cowboys. And the Cowboys. The Cowboys was the surprise. Good thing about Trubisky, though, last two games... 63 rushing yards and 29 rushing yards. Twenty, Look, that's pretty good, 29 mm-hmm. rushing yards. So at least he's doing that. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, who has more upside? Locke. Locke. All right, cool. But they I want to promote a couple things. The, the Apple Podcast Mailbag. The Apple Podcast Mailbag. All right, we've got two more weeks of this. 
So actually, I can do it during the off season too. Oh, we're gonna have at least three episodes every week, basically for you during the off season. So don't go anywhere. Uh, but submit your question via Apple Podcasts. We read them on Wednesdays and we read them on Sunday on Saturdays. Excuse me, Sundays. No, we read them on Saturdays. And of course, uh, the Facebook giveaways. So please go on Facebook to our Fantasy Football Today group and. Uh, you can win a T-shirt every week. Ben Schrager does a great job putting it up, uh, putting the question up, and you can figure out, you know, how to what what answer do I give to win a free T-shirt this week? Uh, your most exciting victory of the season, most exciting. So Heath would say when Michael Thomas scored thirty fantasy points on Monday night, and I beat Dave. Uh, what's your most exciting victory of the season? Get a free T-shirt. Running backs to look at. Adrian Peterson, 75% owned. So let's say Adrian Peterson, Mike Boone, Carrion Johnson, they're all available. Rank them. Boone, Johnson, Peterson, if they're all playing. Fair. That's what I would say, too. But we're not going to know what's what by Tuesday night. Peterson is the safest of all of them by far. Because you know he's going to play. You know he's going to play, and you know he's... I mean, seems like eight points is, would be surprising if he didn't great get floor. that. Great floor. Great mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. And not that eight's great, but that's a floor. And, uh, uh, oh, Madison. Alexander Madison's available, too. What do you do? If you can pick up both, you try and get both. But you think you got to prioritize Boone at this point just because of the injury to Madison. We don't know if it was a high ankle sprain, mid ankle sprain. You know, he's just, they held him out as a precaution because they want to make sure he's fine moving forward. Maybe he rushes back because he saw Cook go down. You know, it's just an unknown right now. But I, I think you got to go with the guy who might be the healthiest, and that's Boone. Okay, the Cowboys have been not so good against pass catching running backs lately. So Boston Scott, and you know he has to catch the ball. They have nobody there to catch the ball. Uh, if Nelson Aguilar were to play, would you get away from Boston Scott? It was 13 catches in his last two games. Do you want to apologize to Zach Ertz now or just wait till later? <laughs> what do you mean? You said they have no one to catch the ball. <laughs> well, he doesn't count. Well, they have no wide Come receivers. On. <laughs> um, they have no wide receivers. Do you want to apologize to Greg Ward now? It would not. It would not. Uh, sway me one way or the other with Nelson Aguilar. I, I think you, you see what the the two back sets are for. Philly and it's you know it'd be interesting to see if Jordan Howard comes back you know what they would do um at this point I would say Jordan you sit we're good Mm -hmm. so Patrick Laird and Boston Scott are both available who do you add Scott Scott and PPR for sure it's closer and non-PPR I'd probably still lean Scott just with the chance of maybe Miles Gaskin taking over for Laird Miles Gaskin Darwin Thompson Wes Hills they you know I doubt many people are going to pick those those players up. Uh, if Damian Williams is sitting there, would you pick him up with the thought that if he starts, they need, I think they really need to get their running game going heading into the playoffs. And it seems like Williams is the best hope to do that. Do you have any interest in him? He's 82% owned. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, he'd be an interesting flex play. We spoke to Evan Washburn, who's uh, one of our CBS NFL sideline reporters. And if you want to take a look, he, he got just destroyed by the snow. Um, he was at the game, but he said, uh, which I didn't realize that Damien was expecting to play until they got to Friday and he was sick. So it wasn't the ribs that kept him out. He was dealing with an illness. So it's something to keep an eye on that. If he's healthy, maybe he's back this week. That's pretty interesting. So, yeah, what would you like? Where would you rank Damian Williams at the Bears? Obviously, great run defense. 
Uh, where would you rank him this week? And again, he's 82% owned, and maybe people just gave up on him. He'd be better in PPR than non-PPR. I, I think he'd be, you know, still flex. He wouldn't be a must-start guy. But yep. it's it's still um, – the Bears are interesting because they're, you know, talking about now that they're eliminated. Uh, they said they have no consideration of shutting down Akeem Hicks because he came back from IR. I wonder, though, if that changes as the week goes on. If he says, you know what, I'm I'm good. You know, just keep keep that – Keep that on your on your on your radar. If you know these guys that come back from injuries because they're trying to help their teams, like Beckham, for example, you know, is he going to be somebody that shuts it down now that they're completely out? Uh, T.Y. Hilton now that the Colts are eliminated. These are things you got to keep keeping in your mind um, with guys that are dealing with long term injuries. So uh, if if we get word that Akeem Hicks is out, then it's it's a much better situation for Williams. But like you said, the yeah, run defense not really though. They they've been so good. They've been so good all year with or without him. They just give up a ton of touchdowns. A ton. Well, of you, this will be the first week. game. This will be the first game without Hicks and Roquan Smith. So just keep that in mind to see how they would do. But I mean, the Chiefs don't run the ball very well to begin with right, anyway. So well, it's not. A, it's yeah, not it's hard to be excited about any of their guys. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. Chris Thompson catches in his last three games: one, seven, and two. So that's hard to trust. Uh, and that's pretty much it for running backs. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about all the wide receivers and the tight ends and the DSTs that you need to know uh, here on Fantasy Football Today. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So as far as the wide receivers go, we've talked a lot about Perryman and Miller and and Amendola. I want to talk a little bit about the players who are owned in a lot of leagues but still might be available on your waiver wire. Uh, Terry McLaurin facing the Giants. They have now given up. Uh, four, 14 or more non-PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in six of their last seven games. Wow. Uh, Will Fuller at Tampa Bay. They give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Jamison Crowder facing Pittsburgh, coming off a surprisingly good game against the Ravens. And let's see who else. Mike Williams and Sterling Shepard. These guys are all owned in 70% or more of, of leagues. McLaurin, Fuller, Crowder, Mike Williams and Sterling Shepard. Dave, when you hear those five names, what comes to mind? Uh, receivers that can help you win a fantasy championship. Some of those guys I think can oh, be right. really good, and I think McLaurin tops the list. I think that he's got big upside. We've seen him connect again, finally, with Dwayne Haskins. It's like they remember that they were college teammates or something, and it's an amazing matchup for him. So I think that that connection continues uh, for, for the Redskins. Yeah, Mike Williams is my favorite. Uh, you know, you're starting to see the connection again with that's uh, true. with Philip Rivers. Great matchup as well. Scored each of the last two games, so he's uh, he saw the allergen and he found out that the <laughs> cure to finding the end zone. Um, so I, I think both guys are in play, but I would take Williams just with how the uh, the Chargers offense has been operating in the matchup that they have. And I think the the game that you were thinking that Rivers was going to have last week, Jamie. I think this is the week he has it against yeah. Las Vegas. Good. 
So, <laughs> so if Mike Williams and uh, Terry McLaurin are favorites in that group, are they ahead of Brashad Perryman and Anthony Miller? No, but I, I mean, I like Will Fuller too. I think this is another opportunity for Will Fuller to have success. You know, last week was was not great, but um, you know, should do well against Tampa Bay at home. Maybe he gets the Kenny Stills two touchdown yep. game. So worth I, worth I, the flex. I like I like Fuller too. I like Fuller better than McCorn, but that's just based on the quarterback. But uh, they're all sort of in play. No, they're not ahead of Perryman or Miller. Here's something a little strange about wide receivers against the Bucks in their last four weeks. Calvin Ridley was the best for the Falcons. D.D. Westbrook was the best for the uh, Jaguars. Marcus Johnson was the best wide receiver, slightly better. Basically, he and Pascal both have big games. And Danny Amendola was better than Galladay. The number two receiver has been better four straight games because uh, D.J. Chark played in that game for the Jaguars. I don't think Fuller is going to be better than Hopkins, but number two receivers have done very well. Surprisingly, number one receivers have struggled a little bit lately against Tampa Bay. But again, won't won't be the case for Hopkins, most likely. Yeah, Crowder, like I said, he's on that that waiver wire, that league that I'm looking at, and I'm conflicted. You know, the Steelers, they they give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but they're not impossible to beat. Inside receivers, as we talked about, you know, it, it didn't actually come to play out that way in this game against the Bills. Inside receivers have been having a lot of success against these Steelers. Beasley had a terrible game, but John Brown had almost 100 yards. Can you go back to Crowder this week? And then, you know, a name I didn't mention is Robbie Anderson, who I think is 75% owned. Can you look at a Jets wide receiver this week? It's hard to trust them, but I, I would prefer Crowder over Anderson, you know, just with what we saw last week with both Ryan Griffin and Demaryius Thomas out, you know, you saw a spike in targets. So I think with Dalton facing a heavy pass rush, ball out quick, you know, it's going to help Crowder more so than it would Anderson. All right. Perryman and Miller are our favorites, uh, the ones who are widely available. If I, if I tell you, hey, A.J. Green is playing, how would you prioritize him compared to those other guys? Still third. You know, uh, he could be the best without question, obviously. But, you know, there's uh, just shake the rust off. You don't know how he's going to be. He saw a foot specialist on Monday. You know, it's not clear if that was to get clearance, if that was uh, some sort of setback. You know, he's not feeling comfortable. Um, you know, so, I mean, the matchup's fantastic. Dolphins allow the most touchdowns to wide receivers. So he could easily score. But I think you just look at the way those other two guys are playing and what the options are or, or what the um, opportunities are for them to play well again. I just think it's somewhat safer than trusting A.J. Green in his first game since, what is it, week eight of last year? He might be my 24th ranked receiver if he came back this week. And I like all, I love Perriman and Miller ahead of him. McLaurin would be ahead of him. Mike Williams would be ahead of him. I'm just going to, I'm going to ride hot hands here and not the, the guy who's coming back from a crazy foot injury. Dave, how would you rank Danny Amendola, DD Westbrook, Chris Conley, and Greg Ward? So two Jaguars receivers, Danny Amendola, Greg yeah. Ward. How would you rank them? I think I'm going to take Ward at the top, and that's even in PPR. Uh, Amendola would be second, and then I think I'd just fill in the rest with with the other guys. But I, I think Ward just is being he he's in an, he's got a great opportunity, and he's got a role that isn't going to go away. He did good with the role last week. I think the target volume will stay there for him against Philly. Stay. I'm Texan now. Uh, I, I I think Greg Ward would be okay as a high end flex. Yeah, if look, last week I was sort of excited about the prospect of Nelson Aguilar playing. He's been really heavily targeted and mostly good when Alshon Jeffrey's been hurt. So you don't have to pick up Aguilar tonight, obviously. Let's see what the status is. But if he does play, would you want Aguilar or Greg Ward or neither? 
I would probably lean toward neither because I don't want to trust Aguilar in my fantasy lineup. Aguilar would be my favorite of the Eagles receivers, but I agree with Dave. I think it's just tough to trust him. How about Justin Watson? Any love for him? What about the theory that Perryman's going to get double covered now and Justin Watson could roam free? He, he won't roam free. He he can he struggles with single coverage because he's not a burner. So I'm I'm not as excited about him. I know that he's going to get another good opportunity. Yeah, I, I I think Perryman's speed can make him tough to even double cover at this point. He's he's playing too well. And the Texans, you, you think that they did something to try and contain guys like Edelman and Fant and A.J. Brown over the last three weeks? Pretty sure they tried. Pretty sure they failed all three times. It wouldn't be a shock, though, if Watson's better than Perryman. I would be shocked. So, yeah. oh, I mean, two weeks ago, so he was Dave, than who... Who was the, uh, so Noah Fant was the third player with the hundred yard game? I couldn't figure it out. Yep, Noah Fant against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said three three players. All right, it right. wasn't. It's not three receivers. receivers it's three players. Time. Right. Uh, give me a Pittsburgh wide receiver that you'd gamble on. Which one? Still Washington over Johnson. Yeah, but the the switch back to Rudolph, which it sounds like there's a chance that happens, does hurt it a little bit. If it doesn't happen, I mean, James Washington has 83 or more yards in four of his last six games. So facing a team that gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers in the Jets, mm-hmm. could he be good this week? Like, Would you start yeah, him could. or say like, like a struggling Kenny Galladay or a Cooper Cup or something? I'm going with Galladay and Cup ahead of Washington. Yep. I would start Washington okay. in non-PPR ahead of Christian Kirk, Hollywood Brown, Stills, Robbie. Manny Sanders, I would go there with him, but I'm not. He, he's not going to be a top thirty receiver. Then let's go to tight ends here. We like Higby this week. How do we feel about Greg Olson versus Dallas Goddard? They're both owned in about sixty eight percent of leagues. Who would you choose, Olson or Goddard? Goddard, Dallas. So Olson, like. Is no sit him? Yeah, outside the top. 12? I, I'm not excited about him. I'd rather go with Fant, Goddard, Janu. Yeah, not excited. Not feeling obviously it. Hollister. Yes, obviously Hollister. So, yeah. So Jamie, how come Noah Fant was kind of far down on your list, or not even on your list? Uh, just because he's banged up and not am I wrong? Getting a ton of targets? No, he's not on my list. Okay. Yeah. No, he really is not getting a lot of targets. I think what he's like three targets. Three or four targets in the three it's games five, he's played five with targets, Drew Locke. Five, five targets or less in every game with Locke. And plus, he didn't finish the game last week. Okay. Uh, there's some some tight ends with good matchups here, like Noah Fant. Uh, so, obviously, Hollister has the best matchup. O.J. Howard has eh, a fine matchup against Houston. They've given up five touchdowns to tight ends in their last eight games. Uh, talk to me. Let's compare O.J. Howard versus Jason Witten. Jason Witten seems like he has a pretty bad matchup, actually. The Eagles give up the third fewest fantasy points. Who would you go with, Howard or Witten? I'd go with Howard. Howard. And Witten or Jonu Smith? Uh, he's behind those guys, but you know, hopefully what we saw last week is they get they continue to get creative with him, which was fun to see. I, I think he's a touchdown or bust type of streaming tight end. And if they weren't getting creative with him before last week, you kind of got to ask why. They should be. You look like a running back to me. I know. Use those guys. Get the ball in their hands. Let them make plays. And they weren't doing it. Maybe he just doesn't know the offense as well as they'd like. 
What about some of these guys? What about Kyle Rudolph against Green Bay? How do you feel about him? No, no, now that Thielen's back, no. Not I'm not what about feeling Mike? Rudolph. Uh, uh, hey, what about Mike Gesicki against the Bengals? He's I'd, not bad. I'd rather go with him than Rudolph. Yep, and Witten, and Olson. What about the very disappointing Jack Doyle? I still go back to him this week against the Panthers. Harder to do in non PPR though. What do you do if you see Evan Ingram on your waiver wire facing Washington? Are you sure he's playing? Yeah. You no. can stash him until you but, find out his status. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to come back and be money off the off the injury list. Yeah. Oh man, I, I would also be surprised really if he played. Struggling. Yep. Yeah, it seems that way. But but if he does play, Evan Ingram seventy eight percent on the Redskins have given up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. It's been bad in their last five yeah. games or so. Mm-hmm. But Hollister's going to be uh, the prize on the waiver wire unless Higby is still available. I think I may have asked you this, but Higby or Hollister, who would you prefer this week? Higby. Higby. Okay. Three straight 100-yard games. Not bad. Uh, and on to DSTs to finish the show. We like the Chargers against Oakland. We like the Chiefs at Chicago. We like the Colts against Carolina. Right? Everybody cool with those three? Yep. All right, I'm going to give you some other options. Tell me if you like them. Atlanta against Jacksonville. No. No, not not when you've got those other ones out there. Texans at Tampa Bay on Saturday. No way. Nope. I'd rather have the Falcons. Giants or Redskins or Bengals or Dolphins in those two games. No. No. Pass. Do you trust the Bills or the Patriots DST this week as they face each other? Yes, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I would trust both. I like the Patriots better. Do you trust the Rams or the 49ers this week as they face each other? Uh, The 49ers. Don't hate the 49ers. Do you know what I love about football? That's almost over. Saturday football. I love Saturday football. Three games. Love Saturday football. Saturday night. Share my enthusiasm. We'll be on the air. During the uh, the third game, and it's a big one, and uh, looking forward to that. Saturday night, Heath Cummings and I, CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, that's right. I'm not doing the show. Yeah, so oh, you I get to watch football. And relax and watch. Yes, football. you are. You have an unencumbered view as long as your child is cared for, and your cat is cared for. He'll be asleep by then. The cat. <laughs> yes. The cat will be, they both will be cared for. Uh, Young Way Koo, Kaimi Fairbairn, Chase McLaughlin. We mentioned those kickers a little bit earlier. And that's pretty much it for the waiver wire show, guys. Good luck. How many, uh, how many championships are you in? Three. Uh, I lost one last night. We started week 14. We ended in week 15. Um, I lost by two points because I was chasing points with Michael Thomas and that touchdown at the end of the first half that was negated. Uh, I was playing against Will Lutz. So that field goal ruined me. Um, oh no. <laughs> yep. Uh, Greg's airline only one point ruined me um, but four okay I'm in one final and one semi-final this week so week 17 Ooh, we were week 17 final you got to prepare for that now you can't wait till next week to get that done <laughs> thanks a lot for listening everybody for Dave for Jamie I'm Adam we'll talk to you tomorrow Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 